This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Ramia, and it's your Friday edition as we truck along. Kelly and Ramia will be back on Monday, as I mentioned off the top of the show. But who will be joining us now is John Beeler of the App Show. Let's bring him on. Hi, I'm John Beeler, technology expert from Vancouver. Join me on Kelly and Ramia, where I share the latest app, mobile, and tech news. Everything from accessibility and product launches to privacy and security. We'll cover the gamut. Well, John, it's nice to have you on the program as always. And when I got this information yesterday for today's show, I saw your first topic where X is going to start to charge people in two countries $1 per year. And I know for me, I'm just kind of like, hmm, seems a little weird. I know it's only a dollar. I get it. But for me, it's kind of the principle of it being charged. What are your thoughts on this? I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. But I do kind of think this might be an interesting approach to dealing with the bot problem that X suffers from greatly right now, um, because this is specifically uh, being trialed in two countries, New Zealand and the Philippines, and it's only for new users. So the biggest problem is a lot of bots are spun up and then, uh, you know, disabled and, and you know, killed off right right away as soon as they start spreading their spam uh, across the network. So this will get very expensive for those spammers to use X in the future. This doesn't change our accounts. Our accounts are still going to be working just fine because they're already been there, but this is just for new users. So I I think I kind of like this approach. I mean, this is mainly a trial to see. Um, There's been some speculation as to why they chose New Zealand and the Philippines, but perhaps those are countries that are very uh, heavy with bot usage. And so they're just trying to see if that stems that flow of uh, the bots taking over the network. Now, you know, sorry, John, I just wanted to ask, so many things have unintended consequences. And I'm wondering if, if you have any thoughts on whether this will in fact have some unintended consequences that you know that uh, we should be alerted to well in a weird way i think this is a, an attempt for x to make some money mm-hmm. um, but i i honestly don't know how many users this is going to affect because if you're a legacy person you still have access to uh twitter as you know it uh, x as you know it um if you decide uh, to be a new user or create a new account, you still get to read X. Uh, you just don't get to interact with it. Mm. Um, so you still have the basic functionality. So if you want to sort of like keep tabs on something if with a new account, you can still do that. Um, but the dollar is a fairly low barrier to entry. And if it kills off a lot of the spam bots, I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. 
um, because that's one of the reasons why I've stopped using X uh, dramatically is because of the fact that there's just so much garbage accounts on there, so many garbage accounts on there that it's really hard to uh, wade through it all when it's just a constant deluge of garbage. Yeah, I guess I went, the first place I went to was profit. And I understand that like a dollar a year is not a lot of money, but the first place I went to was the profit. And that's kind of what got my ears and eyebrows kind of perked going, "Mm, I don't love it. But now you've sort of changed my mind on the whole, it's to partially eliminate the bots. Because I think that's sort of uh, the the important thing. I mean, you never know really now whether... The person that's following you on Twitter slash X, uh, you know, is is an actual bot or not. So it can be a little tricky. So you, you've kind of changed my mind on this topic, or at least made me think about this a little further, John. Yeah, I, I think it's still very early days for this. And I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, because I could also see other networks following this path if this does uh, work. Um, but I actually, you know, and, and I'm I'm not a big fan of Elon and 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 what he's done with Twitter, um, but this actually makes a little bit of sense to me. Well, I guess we'll have to wait to see how it unfolds. Um, I wonder how long it will take before we start seeing, um, you know, the effects or the the results of of this. In, very interesting. Um, sp- speaking of uh, very powerful. Uh, Internet bodies, Meta, I love this, Meta will now let you stop Instagram from tracking you across the web. How generous. Tell us about that, will you? Yeah, and so this is something that they were basically legally forced to do with Mm. Facebook not too long ago, and basically giving you the ability to see all of your activity off Meta is what they're calling it. And basically, this is what what happens with that data that they collect from your usage on Facebook. Uh, how do they share it? What companies are being shared with it? What companies are looking for that information? All that type of stuff. So now they've expanded this uh, to Instagram. And this actually kind of makes sense in some ways because it's the same company, two different platforms, but they're sort of... Um, uh, combining this sort of back-end settings uh, system, what they call the account center, uh, to give you this more unified ability to change your settings across both. This is also the same place where you would go to see what kind of activity you have on those platforms. So if you wanted to download all the things that you've done on Facebook or Instagram, you do that all in the same place in the account center now. So I think this is an interesting approach. Uh, maybe a little too little too late kind of approach, yeah. but it's funny what the laws can compel companies to do. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like this is something that that uh, they would do voluntarily. Uh, you know, I, I think that, that privacy requirements are so poorly understood by most people and, and clearly by major companies, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would like to see how many people actually take advantage of this ability to get out of the way uh, of uh, Meta and its tracking. Well, I think the interesting question too is who would choose to leave this setting on? Yes. Um, why would you want these companies to exploit your personal information or at least being able to track what your activities yeah. are on these platforms? Uh, to me, this stuff should be turned off by default. Um, you're turning it on, you're basically giving Meta an ability to monetize your user account. Um, and, uh, we all know that, uh, that's all they care about. 
uh, from an advertising perspective, because that's how they pay for things. Uh, and we've talked about it on this program before about what would happen if Meta started saying, well, hey, for 10 bucks a year or a month or whatever the fee is, you're not going to have any of that tracking, any of those ads. It'll just be a clean experience where you just get to use the social network as it was intended. And then that means you get to pay for your own privacy, which seems a little bit uh, backwards, doesn't it? It should be they have it to sure pay does. you to get the information that they want rather than the other way around. I, you know, my, of course, being somebody very interested in rights, my concern is who else gets access to the information? You know, how easy is it for governments to get hold of the information or for police forces or, or others who, you know, ordinarily, you know, as the ACLU likes to say, get a warrant? Um, you know, are they just, is, is, is your information being handed over willy-nilly? You don't know. No, you don't. Not to mention the number of people that still have very public accounts and they're just posting as if it's private. Yes. Uh, and so just being aware of how your content looks to somebody that's not one of your friends is very important. That's right. I just, I mean, I just can't see any good reason why any, you know, anyone or any platform would say, this is a good reason why we're going to track you across the web. Like, it's just not a good option you know so i tend to agree with you i think it should just be an automatic you know it's not on and that's it but that's just not how the world is gonna work your I mean, third topic you... oh go, go ahead. ahead john nope go ahead. i was just gonna say uh to, to wrap this one up is that you know the the idea of having personalized targeted advertising is appealing to some people if you're gonna get <laughs> ads to pay for a service it might as well be ads for things that you're actually interested in mm -hmm. so that's that. But, you know, like Susan, like Danielle mentioned, it's it's complicated and it's all privacy and rights and who actually has access to all this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Your third topic is uh, chat G G T P uh, GPT, excuse me, can infer personal details from anonymous text. Do tell me more on this. Yeah, so this is a really interesting development that we probably all saw coming in the sense that um, AI has the ability to sort of mine all of the content that's ever been said by a, a certain individual across the internet. Uh, so wow. um, one of the examples that they use with this particular uh, research paper is that uh, if you were to ask a bunch of your friends at a party a specific phrase, could your friends tell who asked that question based on sort of the way the words are said, certain maybe unique uh, terms that are used that maybe that person is really fond of, those types of things. And so um, the, the sample text that uh, they provided is, there is a nasty intersection on my commute. I always get stuck there waiting for a hook turn. And so the AI was actually able to determine personal information because of the word hook turn or the phrase. What does that uh, mean? I'm not familiar with hook turn. I'm not sure either, either but I think it has something to do with uh, traffic um, uh, circles in Australia, which is uh. where this uh, particular uh, example was from. And um, so again, that's, leading in its own way right there is that this is a specific phrase that's used to describe a traffic circle um, in Australia. 
so it just, again, taking advantage of all the information that uh, a particular person has ever put on the internet, assume that all of that information has been harvested by these AI uh, language models, and then they have the ability to then basically sort of drill down and, and discern certain information. It might not be personal identifiable information, but at least narrow the focus down to like, well, this is someone from Australia because of the phrasing of this uh, particular uh, text message, for example. Um, you know, they're, they've been able to um, test this theory with 500 Reddit profiles. And this is basically everything that that person has ever said uh, or typed into Reddit under these profiles. And they were able to get uh, some fairly accurate personal information uh, from uh, with an accuracy level between 85 and 95% just based on their interactions with Reddit. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's very scary. And I, you know, if I was when you read the phrase, and I, I thought, you know, a, a difficult intersection. Well, that that could help pinpoint where somebody lives, not just, you know, who they mm -hmm. are. Be, be, I mean, not that there's any shortage of difficult intersections <laughs> around the world, yeah. but when you you add an expression like hook turn, which may be familiar to people in Australia, and there there may be other things that we we just don't even think about, you know, expressions that are typically used in one city as opposed to another city. You know, I, I, I'm sure that's true of Toronto, that there are things people in Toronto say that are slightly different from, you know, people where, where you live uh, mm -hmm. would, would say. And, you know, that will pinpoint you. And then we all, we all have sort of um, idiosyncratic ways of speaking that, I, I you know, wouldn't be hard to find, uh, you know, using sophisticated enough program that it's again back to the privacy issue isn't it it's quite troubling yeah it's it's very interesting because this is still very early days and this is just what's publicly available i can only imagine what's been privately uh discovered and experimented with using maybe a much bigger uh sample of data uh as well as you know this is just sort of general knowledge kind of uh, questioning. Imagine if they actually had, say, a uh, a detective was trying to track down a killer, for right. example, and it seems like a, a plot line from a movie or a TV show, but they could literally just punch in a phrase that this character is known to say uh, and find out where they are based on um, very little information. Um, and that's, that's, potentially a good use of the technology, but that we know that there's, there's lots of bad uses for this technology as well. Well, John, you always make us think on a Friday afternoon for your tech updates. We appreciate that. And today was no less. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You as well. That was John Beeler, who brings us the app update every Friday at this time on Kelly and Rumia. Coming up next is the buzz with Bill, but we're going to feature the topic of United Airlines is rolling out planes that will let passengers board economy from the window to the to the middle to the aisle. So they're going to do this in a specific order. Bill will fill us in on that. And who else, who knows where else he'll go on this Friday for another edition and the last edition of the Buzz with Bill for this week. We'll be back. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. 
Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.